With the game on the line, one shot, who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala. Iguodala's got ice water in his veins. Iguodala. All right. Hello, everybody. We're back. Welcome to ZST Zoom Sports Talk, the zestiest podcast out there with the hottest takes in all of sports. I'm Carter, joined by Jake and Frankie, and today we will be discussing some of the biggest things with some of the hottest headlines um, that we got for this week. And uh, some a lot of stuff has happened in the past seven days, let me tell you. Yeah, today is episode eight, and we're going to go ahead and dive right into our topics for today, starting with the FA Cup final from last Saturday. Leicester was able to edge Chelsea, break me and Carter's hearts. I don't know if Frankie cared too much about it, but uh, a final score of one to zero. And uh, I'm just going to say that I hate VAR. I'm going to lead this conversation off by saying that. I think a lot of people hate VAR, VAR but the fact that they didn't check uh, Tillman's goal after it came off of a handball deflection from Leicester, but they looked at Chilwell's arm and called that offside. And it's just, I, I can't say VAR. Uh, Frankie, I want to hear your takes on the game since you have a much more neutral standpoint from, from uh, the FA Cup final. Um, yeah, it was definitely... It's such a it was a really good game, I thought. Uh but yeah, VR is just all over the place. I mean, fans of all teams are in agreement. I mean, it benefits it benefits you every once in a while and then you're gonna like it and then all of a sudden you get screwed and then you're gonna be like, I hate VIR. But I, I think it's gotta go. The game's gone, as some people have been saying. Um, but yeah, it, it's all over the place. I, I really don't think how fingernails and shoulders aren't affecting um, like you can't score with and how they're you, you can't score with yeah. hands. So why is it? Yeah. Why does it matter if it's yeah. an offside position? Exactly, exactly. And I also think how they let play go on. So now, now they, um, even if it's like a pretty clear offside, they let play go on because they know they can look at it with VAR, and it just leaves room for injuries and and a lot of bad things could happen. So I just think VAR's got to go. I I don't know how they could fix it or how what the um what they can do to make it better, but I think it's got to go. It's, it's ruining the game. So yeah, are, think, are you in agreement to say Chelsea got robbed? Um, I think, I think you have a, you definitely have a case there, but you can't, but like it is, I think I would be, I'd be more mad about the Thielman's goal not being reviewed than the offsides because the refs can't do anything about that offsides. Like that is the rule, whether you yeah. like it or not, that is the rule right now. And that that can't be changed. And yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but it still is the rule, but I'm not looking at that handball. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I think you definitely have a case to say they got robbed. I think, and I think Chelsea with the depth they have, if that game's going into extra time or even, uh, even in the PKs, you're playing it up against, against kind of like a banged-up Leicester City team, a tired Leicester City thing, team, I think they have the advantage. I definitely think you have a case to say they got robbed. And at the end of the day, you know, I feel like I hold a slightly different opinion because not, I don't think VAR is a terrible thing. I just think I do agree that it needs to be fixed. I feel like at the end of the day, we all like good refereeing. And even as a Chelsea fan, as much as this one sucks, Chelsea and teams in the Premier as teams in the Premier League go – have been helped by VAR more than hurt. I remember reading a, a statistic of like, basically it was goals disallowed for other teams, like your opponent, but I just say are like minus uh, your own goals disallowed by VAR. 
And I think Chelsea had like a plus three or a plus five or something like that. So, I mean, VAR has helped their goal differential at the end of the day. But, I mean, when you look at it, at the same time, while we're sitting here talking about why did they not review that, like, that handball, um, I mean, the Tillman's goal, like, that was, that was a bang. Like, that was that a screamer. Was, you got to take your the deflection the, that led to it definitely was a handball. But if we didn't have VAR in the first place, we'd be sitting here saying we need VAR so we can review that handball. They just decided they didn't want to review it. Interesting so, take. Interesting take. Okay. I'd rather be safe than sorry because Frankie's right. At the end of the day, it's the rule with offside. Like, if you're offside, you're offside. And even if it's an elbow or a nose or a hair, it sucks. But we'd rather be sitting here saying at least we made the right call, as stupid as it might be. Um, that's why that's why there's more of an argument to let's change the rule of how offside works like if it's you have to be offside with the part of your body that can score jake i know you proposed that but i i think that that that's more practical than just taking away var because i know we have var for a reason and that reason is because there's so many blown calls by referees soccer refs are known for being blind so we'd rather have a a robot that can keep them in check every once in a while but uh, you know, the only thing I also do agree with, though, Frankie, is your argument about injuries, because that is very true. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not just about VAR. It's about keeping the players healthy. And if you're just going to let things play because, you know, you have a robot that can kind of back you up, then how good or like, what's the real need for referees in the first place? So all very good points, all very good points. And as we all said, it was a great game. Hell of a goal by Tillman's uh, and Chelsea and Leicester will meet again tomorrow, actually. And that leads us into per- that perfectly leads us into our next topic, which is who will be the top four? The top six right now are City, United, Leicester, Chelsea, Liverpool, who are one point out of fourth, and Spurs, who are five points out of fit out of fourth. We talked about this two weeks ago, I think, and we thought that we all agreed that we did not see Liverpool getting in the top four, but here they come making a surge. I mean, you guys all saw that game yesterday. Hell of a goal by Allison, out of all people, in the 90th minute. What, they're just making a surge. The champ, the reigning champs don't want to miss out on European football, and they're coming in hot. So what do we think this top four ends up finishing now? I think the top two are definitely locked in. There's no changing that now. But with Leicester, Chelsea, and Liverpool all only having a couple points to separate them, who do we think gets that fourth spot and that third spot? I'm going to change my answer. I think Liverpool is going to end up in the top four over Chelsea, just looking at strength of schedule, because Chelsea's got Leicester and Villa too two teams that have um, some firepower up top and that could take away points from Chelsea and Liverpool's got a, a weaker schedule. They're playing um, Burnley and another team in the bottom half of the table. So I, I think Liverpool um, riding that emotional high from that Allison goal, which is pretty cool. He dedicated it to his dad that passed away. And that's just, that was one of the most surreal things I've ever seen in sports. It was a um, really dope moment. And um, I think, but I also can see the other way. I think, an emotional game like that can be draining. Um, so I could see how how they could come back and not perform as well after that game, but I could also see them riding that emotional high. So I think I think Liverpool is going to – I think Chelsea is going to tie one of these two games and Liverpool is going to squeak out the top four. I know that's not the answer you guys are looking for, but – Well, I mean, maybe not the one we're looking for, but not the one we want. That's, I Klopp's like got the, some magic. It's an interesting take. Um you know, I feel like my – I think the top four is going to stay the same as it is. I, don't, I mean, like, the top four – the person on top four is weird because Chelsea, like, the Chelsea-Lester stuff. But at the end of the day, like, we can't forget that while that Allison goal was crazy, I, I was watching it, and he's the first 
Premier League goalie to score a header ever. So um, I I think we can't forget, though, is the fact that, you know, West Brom was 1-1 with them in the 90th minute, and they also had a goal disallowed by VAR. It's not like Liverpool played great in that game. They just had a big moment that sparked everything. And do I think they'll be able to ride that? Maybe. But, like, we can't forget. They've been on a hot streak, but West Brom almost ended that hot streak very quickly. And, um, you know, West Brom is also not a they're, – they're a very bottom-table team. Um, and even though they got – Liverpool has two bottom-table teams, like, on schedule. Um, I mean, Liverpool defense still isn't that healthy. Um and at the end of the day, they're banking on their offense to score. And, you know, the I know Villa, Villa especially, like, um, actually, I mean, I'm not – I totally just forgot who Liverpool played. But let, let it be known that um, strikers in the bottom half of the Premier League table can take advantage of Liverpool's defense. And they've done it before. So um, just let that be known. I think it stays the same. Um, I feel like a lot of times we expect late drama in the season, and oftentimes it just doesn't happen. So um, I like Frankie's take, and I definitely could see Chelsea slipping. I'd rather have a a Champions League final anyway, but uh, uh, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, I mean, as my first year supporting Chelsea, it would suck to see them bottle this top four finish after the incredible streak they were on. But hey, like Carter said, I would also rather have a Champions League final anyway. Um, So... I think the top four stays the same as well, but I do think Chelsea beat Leicester tomorrow, and I think they take that third spot. Um, I don't think Liverpool is going to get cracked the top four. It'll be Europa League for them, and I, I just I can't see them getting top four. I, like you said, they were tied with West Brom going into the 90th minute, and then an amazing goal by Allison, which was you know probably about 85% luck. Um, I just can't see it. I, I can't see them riding. It, like you said, Frankie, they could ride the emotional win. And like Carter said, it could drain them. I think it's going to drain them. I don't think they get top four. Moving on from England back over to America, like we do every episode. Let's talk about the NBA. The play-in tournament is here tomorrow and Wednesday. Tomorrow's games, we have the Hornets versus the Pacers and the Wizards versus the Celtics. On Wednesday, we have the Grizzlies, we got Memphis versus the Spurs, and we have the Warriors-Lakers. So the Warriors, Lakers, and Celtics, all historic franchises playing in this play-in tournament, in the inaugural play-in tournament. I know we have a lot of mixed opinions on if we like this or if we don't, you know, a lot of takes from LeBron and other NBA players, but let's go ahead and get into our picks for this week. Uh, Who do you guys got in that first game between the Hornets and the Pacers? Um. I can start it off. I can just rattle off my picks really quickly. I got Pacers beating the Hornets, the Wizards beating the Celtics, the Spurs beating um, the Grizzlies, and I got the Lakers beating the Warriors. I think the Pacers, uh, Hornets lost their last five games. They're a young team. Um, the Pacers are they're looking pretty strong, and I think they might get Malcolm Brogdon back for the playoffs, so that's a big um, – that's a big win for them. Similar to the Wizards, Wizards are coming in on a hot streak. Celtics, exact opposite. Um, uh, missing Jalen Brown out for the season. And then Spurs, you got – I just don't see Pop. Pop is not losing to the Grizzlies. I'm sorry. Someone <laughs> – some of you guys can quote me on that. If they lose, it's going to be pretty embarrassing for me. But I, I don't think John Morant can lift that team past the Spurs yet. 
I, I, even though the Spurs haven't looked too great this year, I still think they just have too much. Um, uh, they have too many veterans and and have such an amazing coach. I got the Spurs winning that. And then Lakers, Lakers are back healthy. Curry can only do so much. I got the Lakers winning that too. Carter, let's go ahead and hear your picks. You know, actually, I actually like a lot of Frankie's picks, but more of a change is the Hornets over the Pacers. I like uh, the energy of the young Hornets team. I think the Pacers are good without Malcolm Brogdon. I think Sabonis is amazing. Um, but at the end of the day, I just don't see the Pacers getting it done. Um, I feel like Hornets have more X-factor power when it comes to, like, prime time. Um, I got the Wizards also over the Celtics. Same reasons, Frankie. The Wizards are just looking a lot better. I mean, Bill didn't even play well last game. Westbrook is on an amazing hot streak. Spurs, Lonnie Walker, X-Factor. That's uh, that's what I've been saying a little bit this whole year. Um, I also don't think the Grizzlies are just – the Spurs are just a very, very well-coached team. Wherever you get in these type of games, one game, I, I get the Spurs. And then also the Lakers. I mean, I definitely think that Curry will put up a fight, and I think that the Warriors will – We'll squeak into the playoffs over the Spurs, but um, uh, you know, uh, I think the the Warriors Spurs game is gonna be one that's gonna be very interesting to watch, though. Um, Warriors Spurs or Warriors Lakers? No, Warriors Spurs. I, I think that the Lakers are gonna win that game, but I think Warriors Spurs. And if you come down the last playoff spot, um, that's one I think is be really interesting because you know you have a really well coached team in the Spurs coming up against Steph Curry. I, I would really love to see how Pop just tries to contain him. So, I mean, those are my picks. Um, I'm not going to get into the Wizards-Hornets one because I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But All right, I like the picks. I like the picks. I'm also going with the Hornets over the Pacers. I think LaMelo is about to show out in his first ever playoff appearance. Drop some crazy stat line. We'll have to see it on ESPN for about two or three weeks. Uh, in the second game, I'm also going to go with the Wizards. Same reasons as you guys. Celtics just don't have it going right now. And – you when you got a guy like what Russell Westbrook and you also have him match with Bill, it's they're gonna be hard to stop. And I think that they can make a nice little run in this playoffs. Uh I'm gonna disagree with you guys in that Spurs game. I'm actually gonna go with Memphis. I think John Morant is ready to show out and he's waiting for his time and he's gonna also drop an insane stat line kind of like Lamelo, and he will do enough to get past the Spurs. And then lastly, LeBron is not losing this. LeBron is not going down in this play in tournament that he has talked so much shit about. Call him Le Mickey, call him Le Fraud, call him whatever you want. They're not losing. Uh, I'm very interested to see how this play-in tournament does end up working, but uh, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I said it with the whole baseball play-in tournament thing last year with the wild card series or wild card games, whatever it was. I'm just not a huge fan of the whole playoff expansion thing. I like it how it was. I don't think it needs to be fixed, and I just I'm not a huge fan of it. So. Moving on from the NBA to the MLB, as I just hinted to with the whole wild card thing, we had a little bit of a we had a little bit of a debate last week talking about if Mike Trout is the goat, and Frankie wasn't Frankie wasn't a huge fan of this. So I'm curious to hear who Frankie's take on who the MLB goat is. Um, this is this is a hard one. I don't think there's there is a, really a goat for the MLB, but I do not think Trout belongs in that discussion yet. I think. He's on that trajectory, but I mean, I just don't see any argument for him being the best player to ever grace the field. He's hasn't even reached 1500 hits yet. Um, he's not won a playoff game. The goal of any sport is to win. This man is not even won a playoff game. We haven't even seen him in 
the ALCS. We haven't seen him in the World Series. We haven't seen what he's done in the playoffs. I mean, when you look at like ring debates, you see, oh, like if you're looking at like LeBron, Jordan, people say that LeBron hasn't even won enough rings and he has his three ring, four rings. Yeah, four, yeah. Yeah. And it's like people are like, that's not even enough. And Trout doesn't even have a playoff win. So I don't think you could put Trout in that category yet. I, I just, I just don't see an argument for him yet. I, I can name like, I feel like I can name like eight guys off the top of my head. I'd put over Trout right now, maybe even more. So I just don't, I just don't see Trout being there yet. But I think at the end of his career, we could look at it again. And I think there will definitely be more of a discussion for him being the GOAT. See, yeah, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I need to chime in a little bit here, Carter. Here's the thing. When you talk basketball, that's LeBron and Jordan carrying four, four or five other guys. But when you talk Trout, you need him to carry a pitching staff, which you can't do, a whole defense, and eight other guys in the lineup. Like we talked about last week, that final third, if that's bad, that's a third of the game right there. It's tough. Trout has had little to no help. Finally this year, he's got a little help. Shohei's showing out. Still very little to no pitching for that team. But I don't think that his, his numbers already are insane. He has 10 full seasons in the MLB. He already has a 76.1 war. He's got three MVPs. He's been second three times, fourth one time. And his worst MVP voting, voting finish in a full season was fifth. And that was last year in a weird year where he missed a lot of baseball. He's an eight-time All-Star. He's a two-time All-Star MVP. He was the Rookie of the Year, and he's an eight-time Silver Slugger. Not to mention, you can't, you can't talk to someone about Trout without mentioning how many home runs he's robbed. He's a great player, and he's going to be throughout his whole career. Yeah, sure, it sucks that he plays in Anaheim, not Los Angeles, Anaheim. And I, I just don't think you can count him for that because, you know, when you talk about guys like Barry Bonds or Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth is playing against nobody. Trout has to face Jacob DeGrom, Kershaw, Verlander, all these studs that will go down as the greatest pitchers of all time. I, I don't see how you – Trout is getting it done in one of the – in the best era of baseball so far, the hardest era of baseball to play in. Yeah. And not to mention, he's only getting better. He is only getting better with age. It is insane. And I, I just – there will never be a baseball player as good as Mike Trout. You know, Jake, I actually agree with you in the sense that you know, I'm always the type of guy who advocates for the, the modern era. That's why I'm a big LeBron over Jordan guy. And um, the, the one thing that I, I, I agree with you in the sense that the dude is insane, two-way player. He does all he can to the best of his ability, which is at an insanely high level, one of the best we've ever seen. But the one thing that it makes me not sold is it's just – there's just nothing when it comes to the playoffs. And I know, I know it's a team thing where he like, he's doing all he can and his stats rival those who were playing in an era that in my opinion and yours is obviously worse and he's doing better. He's one of the greatest individual players of all times, but can I call him the goat whenever it comes to baseball? Like every other guy that we talk about in the discussion for the most part has done it whenever it comes to winning something, whether it's a playoff game or a, a ring. And Trout just doesn't have that. I mean, like, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers guy, too, and people kind of shit on that. He's got the three MVPs also. He's got the, the, the interception, the touchdown ratio. He's got those stats, too. But it's just hard to call somebody to go. And he even has a ring. But it's, it's just hard to call somebody to go whenever they just, they're just not getting it done in, in the places that matter to those type of discussions. But, I mean – 
it's all said and done, hey, maybe he isn't in Anaheim anymore. Maybe he – I mean, I know he signed a long deal there, but, you know, I'd love to see him get in the place where he could get it done in October because at the end of the day, if he does that, if he gets another MVP under his belt too, um, I mean, you have absurd stat lines from guys that were playing against against milkmen, but – uh, I mean, about doing that about, against arguably the greatest generation of baseball players. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, like the technique, the power. People are doing things with the best equipment. Like, this is peak baseball, uh, whether you like it or not. And do I think Mike Mike Trout's arguably the greatest player in baseball right now? So do we call him the goat? I don't know, but it, it definitely you really don't think about baseball today without Mike Trout but at the same time when you think about the go to baseball it's like it's so hard to think of like Mike Trout the greatest of all time over these classic names whenever Mike Trout's not won anything it's just a hard argument to me so I I do agree with Jake he can't control everything but I mean just looking at the stats he's not even in the top 650 players for hits all time he's not in the top he's barely in the top 200 for home runs all time so I just don't think he's He's there yet, and there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of stats to look at fielding wise, but no one can deny his greatness in center field. Like, oh my gosh, the countless times he's robbed people, making diving catches, um, jumping off the wall. Like, I mean, he's an insane player. I just don't think I just don't think he's there yet. I don't think he has the stats to back it up yet. Hey, well, all I gotta say is, thankfully, he's got another 10, 10 to twelve years at agreed, least agreed. to you know break some more records and continue to post insane numbers and like i said it just seems like he's getting better with age so moving on from I, I that oh you got anything uh, else to say about that i, I just i want to say i do like i would love to see him get a ring i'd love to see him succeed yeah. i think i don't think he should have taken that contract i mean oh my god like so much money you it's a lot of money really it's hard him. to say no <laughs> yeah it's it really is but i would have loved to see him go somewhere else with a better chance of the ring because i don't see too much hope for that organization right now yeah, I think we'll all be pulling for them in October if uh, if they do make a little bit of a run just to see Trout get a ring. I mean, it's it's almost like seeing Kershaw get a ring. A lot of people wanted to see him get one. He finally got his. I know a lot of people love to see Trout even just win a playoff series at this yeah. point, considering he's never been able to do that. So moving on from that, we'll be introducing a new segment that we like to call the lock of the week. It's the can't miss play in the sports betting world. Uh, we're going to keep track. We're going to keep a tally of who has the best record by the end of the year. And uh, I know we all have our picks for the week. So, Carter, do you want to lead us off with your lock of the week? Yeah, so this is um, what I was trying to get at originally uh, whenever I was talking about the Hornets game. This is a, a very – I'm going out on a limb for the first lock. Um, and I'm going to say I, – I was going to take Hornets money line as my first one. But – you know, if I if I could just tease a second one, I I I think the Hornets are gonna make the playoffs. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna beat the, they're gonna beat the Pacers, and I think they're gonna beat the Celtics. Um, and then everybody's gonna be like playoff Lamelo. So, <laughs> I mean, I like Lamelo against the six. I really just like just want to see it happen, and I'm speaking it in existence. It's the type of thing where I was in the shower the other day, and I heard somebody walking by my house yell mellow like really loud for some or like like i'm like somebody was talking about how like mellow it was outside and i was like that, that's my sign lock of the week book it hornets money line against the pacers i think it's plus 120 the spread is two and a half but i i like the money line here so okay i like the take i like the take frankie you want to give us yours it's funny you say that carter because i was going to say the exact opposite Oh. Hornets, 
Hornets lose five in a row. They've lost five in a row. Um, Pacers getting their second best player back into the lineup. I mean, come on. I'm taking taking the spread. Ooh, Pacers. minus two. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. So wow. somebody will not be perfect after this week. I'm staying away from that game. Uh, I think my lock of the week is the over in the Lakers-Warriors game. Life's too short, Ben Under, man. 219 and a half. I think Curry is going to give everything he's got, and he's going to score a lot of points. And I think the Lakers are going to have to score a lot of points to match that. I'm seeing somewhere between like a one, like 118, 112, 113 finish, somewhere around there. I think 220 is easily going to be reached. So that is my lock of the week for this week. I like this segment. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with it. And I'm curious to see who has the best record at the end of the year. We will see. uh, We'll see who's 1 0 after the end of this week. Moving on from that, we also we also could all go in three. I just realized because you cannot cover, you cannot hit the money line, and I cannot go over. So that'd be a very funny start to this segment. Um, moving on, you know we are a show of the people, and we love our Instagram followers, our Instagram supporters. So let's move into our Instagram inquiries. Our first one this week comes from Grady Hoffman, and he wants to know who our sleeper team in the NBA playoffs is. We just talked about who mine is. I'll go ahead and give it. Mine is the Hornets. I can see them making a little bit of a run. Um, I'd be excited to see them make a little bit of a run because it'd be interesting. But like we said, a little bit of a rough patch right now. I'm still taking them to be my sleeper team of the playoffs. So who's your guys' sleeper picks? Um, can I can I say the Lakers are a sleeper team since they're the seventh seed? What's the deal with that? Am I, am I allowed to say that? I mean, I guess you can. I, mean, I guess you can. They are the seventh seed. Um, yeah, no, nah, I feel like that's too much of a cop-out. I'm not going to say that. Um, you know, a team that I'm going to say is – and for some reason, people just forget about these guys. Is is the 76ers like the one seed, and people are just focusing on the Nets? They've definitely gone under the radar, and Bead is possible MVP in my opinion. Um, and I think they're locked to make the Eastern Conference Finals. The 76ers are just because they've been so consistent. And um, I I think this is a weird take, but. I think they're a good matchup against the uh, the Nets because they're just such a big squad. Like, Ben Simmons is not a good scorer, but he's a good defender, and they're just a very well-rounded team that, um, like, defensively has the size to control the Nets. Um, so I, I think they're a good sleeper team. Do I think they'll beat any of the Western Conference teams? No. But I, I think they're a sleeper team, the 76ers are. And the Lakers, obviously. Like, I got the, the, the Lakers on my, my ring pick because – I bet on early in the season, so, um, yeah. I like it. I like it. Ben Frankie, Simmons, sleeper team. Ben Simmons hit his prime his rookie year. That's all I have to say. But I think one team pe- people forget about in the NBA and in the city of L.A. is the, the Clippers. I think Ooh. they have the talent to go far. I think they're, play- they're going to be playing with a chip on their so- shoulder. They kind of, they're kind of embarrassing to be honest, in last year's playoffs. I think it'll be interesting to see if we see the Paul George we've seen so far this season or, or we see uh, uh, pandemic, pandemic P. Pandemic P. So it'll be interesting to see that. But I think I could see them going far. I also, I also, if I'm the Phoenix Suns, I really don't want to see the Lakers and I really don't want to see the Warriors in the first round. That's yeah. all I have to say. That'd be, that's a, like I said, it's crazy that they're in the playing tournament, <laughs> playing for that yeah. uh, final spot. But uh, moving on from the NBA, we'll be going to our next inquiry, which comes from Jason Roa. And he said he has a hot take for us. 
Pujols will have a big impact on the Dodgers. For those of you who missed the news, Albert Pujols is now a Dodger. Where it came from, I have no idea. He was released by the Angels a few weeks ago. My hot take last week was literally he got popped for steroids, so they said they're going to release him. Seems to not be true, so now he's playing for the Dodgers. Jason, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Albert Pujols sucks. He's a ground ball double play machine, and I really hope you're right. I really hope he does have an impact and can help the Dodgers win another ring and he can get another one himself. But I just don't see it happening. He's 41. He just doesn't have a minute anymore. He can barely move. I, I really don't see him having an impact on the Dodgers. I don't even know if he gets through a whole season with them. That's my take on it. I'm interested to see if you guys got any opinions on it. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb a little bit. He's He's got the .198 batting average, Jake. I, I wrote that down because you, you said it last week. But um, – I mean, this might be a little hot take. I, I just don't think the, the steroids kicked in yet. I think he's I think he's due for a I think he's due for a little bit of a, a bounce back just by law of averages. He's a his career batting average is two ninety eight, and um, I mean, all I'm saying is at point one nine eight, you just know it's got to go up to even out that career. I mean, not really, but um, I'd love to see him do well as a Dodger fan. Um, do I think he'll get that many minutes? Probably not, but um, I could see him being a little bit of a like a pinch hitter that subs in at first or something like that. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, do I think Pujols is washed? Yes, but do I think he'll have an impact? I mean, the Dodgers obviously like him. They signed him for a reason, uh, and he's the type of guy that's got that that experience late in late in the year. He's got that that Showtime pressure experience. I mean, I definitely think he can have an impact, especially as a veteran presence in the locker room who knows how to get things done. I mean, I, I definitely think there's going to be some positive benefits to, to having him. And plus, you know, um, the press that comes to Albert Pujols is also like, it's his, la- it's his last season, you know, there's always a story there. So. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely not mind. I, I'm rooting for him to do well. That's for sure. And if he comes in, you know, a clutch playoff moment and it's a home run or it's a double, so I will go crazy and I'll be his biggest supporter, but I just really don't see him getting it done. Frankie, neutral uh, opinion here, considering you're not a Dodgers fan. Do you think Pujols is going to get anything done here? I don't. I don't see him getting anything done. It's hard to imagine him getting a lot of playing time either. I think he's just going to be riding the bench the whole season. I think, I mean, he's a vet. He's obviously a Hall of Famer. Um, No arguing with that. It's a great presence to have on the bench in the locker room. But I, I just don't see a fit for him in that type of organization right now. Moving on to our next question comes from Luke Balcom. He wants to know my opinions on this one guy. We don't like the kid, man. We all know it. We, we don't like him. It was his little coffee shit, man. We don't like him. Last and final question comes from loyal listener Hanano. She wants to know who's got the highest vert out of us three. Man, back in the day, I might have gave myself a little chance here, but nowadays, man, I'm, I'm not active enough. I, every time I jump now when I'm out on the baseball field, it just hurts my back and hurts my knees a little bit, so – I don't think I got that in me anymore, man. I, I used to be able to touch, touch rim a little bit. Can't bang out, though. Uh, so it's definitely not me. But who? I think we got a little debate between the two of you guys. I mean, I think we all know it's Carter. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Carter see me out there on the basketball court. I got no hops. But he's, he's got the technical ability. Honestly, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. Well, None, none of us have true insane verb, but. I'll be I'll be doing windmills by the end of the summer, slight says. So yeah. Um yeah. Carter in I, July. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't have the cameras on. What? You shouldn't have the cameras on. Yeah, I shouldn't have the camera. I haven't had the cameras on so far, but uh 
I mean, let's just you say know, if I ever ask you to touch net, like if I if I ask you if you can touch net while standing under the rim, just don't do it. That's all I'm saying. So rookie mistake. Great question, Nano. Make sure to have another one next week. Yeah, we love it. Uh, maybe we'll have a little uh, we'll have a little dunk contest on Carter's eight foot rim in yeah. the summer once Carter's windmill and, and see who's got the best for it. Uh, moving on to our favorite subject, we got our hot takes of the week. I don't have too too hot of a take but I'll go ahead and lead off with it. My hot take is horse racing is one of the most underrated sports in the sports industry. You can't beat watching a good old fashioned horse race. If you're a betting man, you can't beat it because they happen every like five minutes and you can literally do it at all times of the day. Uh, The Kentucky Derby is known as the most exciting two and a half minutes, two minutes in sports, whatever the saying about it is. It's just just such a slept on hot, not hobby, but it's a slept on sport. You know, people love it. And I think it doesn't get enough recognition. You know, I'm a, I'm a horse racing fan. I love it. It's fun to watch. Um, And there's people who make livings off of it. I mean, uh, we're going to talk about picks of the week and stuff. Uh, My coach's friend hit a, or my coach's friend hit a hundred thousand dollar bet during the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, it's, it's an exciting, it's an exciting sports. It's an exciting industry is what I'm trying to say. It did hit. Yeah. He hit, he won hundred K wild, wild world. The sports uh, betting world is in the horse racing industry. So that's, that's my hot take of the week. Uh, Frankie, I'd love to hear yours. What do you got for us? I'm going to switch it up, go across the pond back into Europe. Okay. Um, this isn't something we've really talked about, but I do not think Deutschland is making it out of the group of death in the Euro uh, 2021. And they got uh, France, Hungary, and uh, Portugal, I don't. I think Portugal's making it out as the second second team out of that group. I don't think Germany's making it out. So that's my hot take right there. That, that's Panan. that's pretty hot. That is pretty hot. That's the classic Bruno Bruno Panan. I mean, I yeah, think who takes Portugal's, the PK? Yeah, Portugal takes the PK. Dangerous. Ronaldo, that's that's stupid. That is so stupid. I've seen that debate on football Twitter. It's dumb. <laughs> it's you don't take that from Ronaldo. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like that's a crazy group to be in and anything can happen. I think a really hot take to say would be to say that Hungary gets out of it, but like, we know it's not happening. Um, Anyway, though, my hot take also within the realm of English football, I mean, um, and this is kind of an odd hot take and I just have a feeling this is going to happen. I I like a hat trick to be scored in the champions league final. Ooh. Kind of a kind of an out there one, but I do think it's gonna be a really high scoring game. Um, I don't know what about it. I think the fact that, um, I mean, two just offenses have been for the most part like uh, clicking like in certain games, and I think that uh, like Chelsea. I remember like looking back at the Liverpool game last year. Like Chelsea's offense really knows how to turn it on whenever they just go full speed. Normally they kind of just play a different style, but. Um, yeah, I like a hat trick to be scored. I don't know who I'm, who I'm feeling just yet. Um, I feel like Aguero is the – I really want to say Aguero if it's on Man City. Um, Chelsea, Chelsea was a tough one. I mean, like, I think it's whoever's playing at the top. I think a Werner hat trick would be just kind of a little bit of a shit that would be the That would be the greatest shit house of the year. Nothing would um, beat that. But I, I like a hat trick to be scored in the Champions League final. A little bit of a, a, little bit of an odd one. But uh, the betting line the betting line is about plus 1,500 for it, so – Wow, that's, that's, you get sprinkle a little bit in there. You get sprinkle a little bit. Sprinkle a little bit. Uh, I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I can't wait to keep track of our locks of the week, see how those pay out too. This has been episode eight, another fun one. Thank you guys all for listening. Be sure to share with your friends and follow us on all our social medias. 
We'll see you at the same time next week. Peace out, y'all. Deuces.